Pandemic Depression. What parents need to know. As the pandemic continues to limit our lives in big ways, we need to be on the lookout for depression in our children and in ourselves. Feeling down in this time of canceled activities and social distancing is unavoidable. And most of us are struggling just to stay positive. But depression is more than just feeling sad or having bad days. A child who seems to be stuck in a negative mood, who is feeling hopeless and not able to enjoy anything, may have depression and may need help to bounce back. Hi, I'm Will Moffitt, Chair of the Community Prevention Council, and I'm going to take the next several minutes to discuss depression and what we can do to fight it. Depression is a disorder that most often begins in adolescence, but it can occur in children as young as preschool age. Kids who have a history of depression are particularly at risk during this stressful time. But the pandemic can also trigger depression in children who haven't shown any signs of it previously. There are three steps that we as parents should take to guard against depression. Number one. Be aware of the signs of depression. Depression can be easy to miss, especially in teenagers, since adolescents are often moody. But with sadness and irritability widespread during this crisis, the signs can be even easier for family members to overlook. And likewise, kids and teens who are struggling may not recognize their own symptoms for what they are. Symptoms of depression in a child may include unusual sadness or irritability, persisting even when circumstances change, loss of interest in activities that they once enjoyed, reduced feelings of anticipation, changes in weight, shifts in sleep patterns, sluggishness, harsh self-assessment, I'm ugly, I'm no good, I'll never make friends, feelings of worthlessness, and feelings of hopelessness, thoughts of or attempts at suicide. If several of these symptoms are present for at least two weeks, they can suggest depression. If you see them, take note, and if they last, take action. With everyone struggling, it can be hard to know how to tell the difference between a child who's just feeling irritable or frustrated and a kid who's slipping into depression. If it's here today, but they're okay tomorrow, then it's probably not a cause for concern. But it is a concern when it persists. You want to be on the lookout for changes in sleep, mood, appetite, and general engagement. The second thing parents can do is foster a family environment where children feel comfortable sharing their thoughts and feelings. Make time to sit down and explore how your kids are doing. They may need a little prompting. With so much going on in the world, older kids might worry that their feelings aren't important, and younger kids might not have the words to explain what they're feeling. But find a time, and if possible, a place where you aren't likely to be interrupted, and let them share with you. If you get into the habit of checking in with your children, and they know that they'll be listened to without judgment, they're more likely to let you know what's going on. 
If a child is experiencing feelings of sadness or depression, take some time to talk about why. It's easy for them to say, the virus, and stop there. But encouraging your child to be specific can give both of you more of an insight into what's happening and how you can help. For example, is your child struggling with boredom or from the loss of their regular activities? From disappointment over canceled events? From feeling isolated from friends? From worries about the future? Or fears that they or someone they love might get sick or even die? Very often, depressed children and teens, like adults, have negative thoughts about themselves, about their lives, about their relationships and their future. They can feel hopeless, helpless, and discouraged. So listen for these thoughts and help them to clarify what's going on in their mind and how they're feeling. When kids do share, validate their feelings by listening to them without judgment and without trying to fix them. Let them know that you hear them without agreeing with what they're saying and that you're there for them. I hear that. That sounds really hard. I love you and I'm sorry you're feeling so sad. The third thing you can do as a parent is to help your child navigate their depression. If you're worried that a child is sliding into depression, don't panic by encouraging them to make changes in how they're thinking and how they manage their feelings. You can help head off serious depression before it gets worse. Start by helping your child stay active. Encourage kids to engage in activities that will give them a sense of accomplishment, pleasure, fun, or social connection every day. Doing something for others can lift their spirits too. Activity itself can protect against and sometimes treat depression. Keep a sense of perspective. People experiencing depression often magnify problems or screen out positive events or experiences. Help your child avoid exaggerating or obsessing on how bad things are right now. As a parent, it helps if you model this for your children by avoiding obsessing over the worst possible outcomes. Tolerate uncertainty and ambiguity. These are uncertain times. There are no guarantees about when the pandemic will end, so we can only live with it. You can help your child by expressing confidence that they can make it through successfully. Challenge their negative thoughts. Getting stuck in negative thinking patterns that are distorted or unrealistic can contribute to depression and make painful feelings seem overwhelming. For example, your child may be thinking this will go on forever and they'll never see their friends again. Help them think through the facts. Realistically, this will not go on forever. So, what are some things they could do to feel more connected with friends in the meantime? Make plans. Work together to come up with plans or activities that will help them feel more engaged. For example, if taking an online dance class would help them get some much-needed exercise, get started by looking up cool classes online and making a project of creating a practice space. Or, if they just miss being social, encourage them to start a FaceTime book group or make Zoom dates with friends. 
The act of making plans, completing fun tasks, and coming up with strategies can make them feel less helpless and hopeless. Make some new goals. When you've lost something valued in your life, as we all have lately, it helps to find something to replace it. If holiday trips aren't looking realistic, what can they do to focus on for next summer? What new skill can they learn that will be beneficial when this situation is over? And what can they do to help others? Focus on gratitude. Encourage kids to list and reflect each day on things that they feel grateful for and on individuals that they owe thanks. Help your kids come up with ways that they can express that gratitude. Now, if you've done all of this and your child continues to show symptoms of depression, it's important to get professional help. Speak with your child's pediatrician or primary care physician to get a referral for a mental health professional or contact a mental health professional directly. Getting teenagers into treatment for depression can take persistence because they often feel hopeless and they may have a hard time believing that they really can get better. But treatment can help. Many therapists have begun seeing patients through telehealth, online, or by text or phone. And during the pandemic, therapy through telehealth has been shown to be effective. So find a nearby professional. And if your child is experiencing suicidal thoughts, it's important to seek emergency care immediately. If you think your child is suicidal, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or just call 911. Don't hesitate. The risk of suicide in children and adolescents is all too real. In this stressful time, monitoring your own mental well-being is just as important as being alert to your children's needs. With all the competing demands on your time, self-care can seem like a luxury, but it's really not. Your mood affects your whole family, so giving yourself the attention you need and the professional help, if you need that too, is critical to the resilience you'll need to get through this crisis. Just because we can't interact with people face-to-face -face doesn't mean we need to be isolated and passive. It's normal to feel anxious, but we can process the experience, keep active and connected, maintain as much of a routine as we can, and build resilience as we weather this crisis together. For more information, visit our website at lcfcpc.com. Thanks.